I mean, I do have the fastest 10 yard split in NFL combine history. <laughs> if, That's if, believable. If, if, if uh, six yard split was a thing, you would 100% be untouchable. <laughs> yeah, especially me at like 245. Yeah, wide base. <laughs> Just chewing up yard. Explosion at its finest. All right, yeah, well, we might as well get into it, right? Season yeah, two, episode four, duh, the podcast. Week two of the NFL is in the books. Unfortunately, um, I didn't get to watch too much football this week. Some things are bigger than sports. But um, with that being said, I think we learned a lot this week. Uh, one of my main takeaways, this is just not a game particular, the NFL as a whole I don't, I don't think there's any good offenses. I don't think there's any good quarterbacks currently playing in the NFL. So I, I think that's going to be a theme among some of these games as we go through them. So we might as well kick it off in the 1 o'clock hour. Or I guess we'll touch on Thursday night real quick. Vikings-Eagles. Eagles win 34-28. Yeah, I would like to touch on this game just because... I feel like a lot of people are trying to pick on Kirk Cousins because of his career primetime record. But if you look at the fucking stats, he lit it up. If he had easily the best day of any quarterback in week two, like without question. So, you know, you take away that. My point exactly. You you take away Jefferson's fumble trying to die for the goal line. And that's at least a tie game. So. They did have, like, three fumbles on, like, three straight possessions. Yeah, and, you know, a blindside sack fumble, I can't hold that against Kirk Cousins. You know, you can't hold that against the quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, turnover is turnover. They hurt all the same, but, yeah, I mean, when you don't see the guy coming, it can be hard to hold on to the ball. But, yeah, that's really the only thing I had to say about this game. I don't think anyone necessarily picked the Vikings to win. I just wanted to point out how well Kirk Cousins played, and they did not lose because of him. No. No. And they did cover it. Yeah, just to pile on to the general theme as well, I don't think uh, Jalen Hurts is that good of a passer at all based on these first two weeks. Like, don't get me wrong, the Eagles are a good team, great in the trenches. Um, They have good weapons, which certainly helps. And I think they'll be fine. He's a good leader. Like, he'll be fine carrying this team to and hope ideally through the playoffs for Philadelphia. But, again, just not – he's he's not going to be more than just, like, a really good power running quarterback who can make some throws when you need him to. Like, I just don't see him being an elite passer. I won't go that far yet, just based on how well he played last year throwing the ball. Um, don't get me wrong. Obviously, a lot of that is like, like you know, all the running quarterbacks. A lot, it's all set up <clears throat> by the threat of their running. But through two weeks, I'm not going to say now, after what he showed last year, that, like, he suddenly can't, you know, be a more than adequate passer. Yeah, I mean, the good thing for him is – Nobody can pass. So in the grand scheme of things, it still doesn't put him in the bottom half of passing quarterbacks. 
And True, that's one season. of the reasons he's going to be, like why I said he's going to be good, because yeah. that's the whole theme of the episode, is he can do other things very well. Yeah, if you're, so if if you're he, mediocre, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, per season one, Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL, per Josh Kite. Uh, Two. I put him two. <laughs> I had the second pick. Oh, yeah, valid. All right, so I guess we'll go to the first 1 o'clock game. Uh, we'll go Ravens at Bengals. Ravens 27, Bengals 24. Can I go first? So I, yeah, you can go first. I just want to point out a couple of things. One, um, Burrow's calf, very serious issue. Um, I think we all kind of said that going into the season, um, that he probably shouldn't play. Um, and clearly it's affecting him. And now watching what happened with Aaron Rodgers, like they should be twice as cautious. Um, but I do want to give out <clears throat> some props to Lamar Jackson. Some of the throws he made were very impressive. That deep ball to Zay Flowers and the, the touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar. I know I'm a Lamar hater, but... I got to give credit where credit's due because I am the most objective and open-minded person (laughs) in the NFL. As I'm sure we'll see that throughout the entire episode. But yeah, that's really the only thoughts I had on the game. And my fantasy team is getting their dicks kicked in because I have Jamar Chase. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just uh, I'll let you go last, Josh. Um, So kind of annoying for me, which you basically just hit on, Jay, is if you look up anything on this game, the only thing that appears to be relevant is that Joe Burrow's calf is hurt. So I feel like the Ravens aren't getting credit for winning a good game, especially when he was out there. He Lamar did look good. Um, like if I if you're a Ravens fan, I would be annoyed by that. But the uh, other thing is, and I'll just say this outright: I, the Bengals are fucked. Like this is not the same zero and two. As oh, yeah. last year because he he was 0-2 like because it was the appendix thing and he was healthy when he came in and was a little rusty but was good for the rest of the season they're already 0-2 and he is re-injured and has to take time and like he's paid now Higgins is like this is going to be a bad year for them and they could be honestly in trouble in years to come maybe well, I was yeah, bringing like- this up in the offseason but yeah Looking like a bad contract, like every quarterback contract in the NFL right now. Except for Dan Jones. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, but um, real quick, just piggybacking off of that. <clears throat> Wait, fuck, I forget what I was going to say. I didn't take my alpha brain today. We're sponsored by On It. Moral <laughs> of the story, the Bengals are fucked. Oh, ahead. yeah, I was just going to say... Yeah, it's definitely, I agree, it's not the same 0-2 as last year. Last year they ran into a fucking buzzsaw that is T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick week one. Had to throw that in there. <laughs> that was all you had to say? Oh. <laughs> no, that was all I had to say. And don't worry, I'll bring it up again when we get to the atrocity that happened last night. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I got to see about the... About half of the one o'clock game, so I got a I got a little, little bit of notes. I would say overall good game. We obviously let up the punt touchdown, which you hate to see. John Harbaugh, Harbaugh, former special teams coach. Um, 
But yeah, I think the, never heard I think, that. <laughs> I think right now, my my main comments on the Ravens after a shaky week one, pretty good week two. I'd like to see the consistency and playing some complimentary football. I think uh, if we get a turnover or force a punt, our offense is just going to go three and out. And vice versa, if we're if we score a long touchdown drive, we're just going to let up a touchdown drive. I'd like to see some of that cleaned up, but yeah, overall two and zero. Not going to apologize. And we get the Colts next week, so hopefully we can keep it moving. Uh, I yeah. will say this: I will say this: the offensive line with two second stringers in there from injuries looked promising. W- way better than week one. We're heading in the right direction there. Yeah, I would say fear the Colts, though, if Gardner plays, because he obviously, as expected, do not have up. to tell me that. <laughs> we'll we'll get up. to the we'll get to the hour long Gardner save <laughs> when we get to that game. But yeah, that could be tough, tougher than you would think. But yeah, just looking at the schedule, that the Ravens, I feel like, have a light first half of the schedule, and then it gets worse later. So they need to capitalize and win as many games as they can like and I, I forget which week their bye is but if they can get into the bye like seven and one eight and one or something like it is going to be a tougher second half of the year yeah so the next game on the list and this is going to be a tough one for me to talk about because it was you know a tale of two halves um commanders broncos Man, it's 35, Broncos, 33. I should, uh, uh, we should play, one of you should play the video of my dad reacting to the Hail Mary at the end of the game as a soundbite. Or I'll pull it up. It is worth it. <laughs> Mainly just the first, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, just let me know if you can hear it. Fucking dog shit, man. That is fucking dog shit. <laughs> they, they need, Washington, you need to call a time out to get yourself together. Oh. For fuck's sake. <laughs> this is already the best episode ever. <laughs> that segment is sponsored by Mark Wick. <laughs> God, animal. Um, also, I'll uh, be quick about this. The only thing I really have to say was uh, A, Sam Howe spins on every play 95% of the time. It's completely unnecessary. And other than that, Eric Bieniemy is a dog. This team is scoring points, and we'll talk about the Chiefs who also played at one, but their offense looks very undisciplined without him. So maybe Eric Bieniemy actually is a better coach than everybody thinks. Yeah. My only comment on this game is that we should have a segment called Mark wick reacts each week. <laughs> to yeah. Some dumb shit. Some teams doing ideally just a player celebrating down 40 to three after making a tackle for a 10 yard gain. <laughs> yeah. That could be applied to every game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to also keep saying the Broncos suck because I've said it enough, but like, you're welcome. Like I warned everybody. 
it's over. Will Russell get benched is the real question. I, I mean, the scary yeah, thing was, is we we brought up he didn't even play bad again, I don't think. No, he hasn't played poorly. Uh, the defense has been the issue. Like, <clears throat> in terms of Mark Schlera said this today, which fucking blew my mind. In terms of points per possession, they are leading the NFL right now. But the problem is they have the ball so little because the defense can't get off the field. So I know that sounds not true, but it is true. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild to me. That couldn't you know, make had- more sense than an 0-2 team is leading the league in points per possession. It yeah. fits the theme. Yeah, it's crazy. He brought up that, like, yeah, they only scored 16 points week one, but they had literally six possessions, and one of which was, like, the last drive of the game. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, they did blow an 18-point lead at home to the Commanders, so... But that's again, just all that, the more that reason the they suck. Is that, again, though, can you blame Russell Wilson in the offense when the deep, like they had a three-score lead? Yeah, I will say at the end of the day, when you blow a three-score lead, it, it falls on both sides of the ball. It just has to. I agree, but I'd say— That means the offense isn't moving the ball and the defense isn't stopping anyone. Yeah, a lot but, has to go wrong for that. to for it But— to, but obviously, the defense giving up points on consistent drives is the heart of the problem. But the offense can't can't get away scot free with that. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily the defense giving up points. I think it's the time of possession issue. Because again, if you're only getting the ball five or six times, like it's it's unrealistic to expect to score on every drive, unless you know the offense consists of me throwing to you two. So. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I just I don't put it on Russell. Um, it is disappointing that the defense that was supposed to be a top five unit has played so poorly through two weeks. But yeah. we'll see. If and Russell up. Wilson leading the team in rushing just is not something you want to see as a Broncos fan. Yeah, I think that'll change. Well, obviously, because it's not sustainable. But I also think just Javante Williams still kind of working his way back from the ACL. I think yeah. he'll start to pick it up. All right, on to the next game. Raiders-Bills. Raiders 10, Bills 38. Can I please go first as the Josh Allen fan? Well, I only have really one comment, so I'll just go first and I'll let you two go at it. But I'll just say that the Bills are very lucky that they have a run game. (laughs) That's Um. Did you watch Josh Allen? Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, the first half. Okay, so you saw that he had... Well, I don't think anyone's surprised that after a horrible game, he played a fantastic game um, against probably a mediocre at best team. Um, I, I don't think there's a single aspect of this game that was shocking. And if you were surprised by how well Josh Allen played, you've been living under a rock the last three years. <laughs> that's pretty much all I have. To yeah, say he torched about. a great defense. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he he had a bad game against a good defense and followed it up with a fantastic game against a bad one. Like, no shit. Like, that's just the the Josh Allen roller coaster we're on. Yeah, would have just loved to see the the Raiders not turn over the ball as much as they did. 
But, I mean, yeah, three turnovers isn't going to help anything. Couldn't couldn't really keep it close. Yeah, and, I mean, that's just Josh McDaniels. Strong start and then just fell off a cliff. I think that was, like, what, like their 11th loss the last two years or something like that when they have, like, a certain point lead. I feel like I read that. I also saw another stat about the Bills that they just, and this kind of is just attributed to the whole Josh Allen roller coaster thing. I think they have the most wins by like 20 plus points or something over the last three years or something like that. So it's like when they're rolling and like start rolling downhill, like they and he is feeling it and not turning the ball over, like they can wax teams. So. It's bound to happen, but then, you know, next week it could go back to what it was week one, and it's just you never know what you're going to get, but I don't think this is that surprising. I will say it was funny when they went – I think they went three and out, and then the Raiders marched down the field and went up 7-0, and there was a moment where every Bills fan was, like, terrified that it was over. I honestly was hoping that was the case, but it wasn't. Anything else on this game? Like I said, I really get too much of it. Um, but yeah, once the Bills get rolling downhill, you can pretty much feel that it's just going to be an ass whooping. Yep. Especially, I mean, especially when they're running for uh, when James Cook has over 120 yards. Yeah, he's been really impressive. The like they didn't. I mean, they didn't have that all, all of the last couple years. You know, running back that's you expect to go over a hundred or even goes over a hundred. Um, so adding that in, if, if, if they can keep, uh, keep the ball, then that's going to be a tough offense to stop. Especially if he keeps rolling. I know obviously week one was completely different for the entire offense, but anyway, next game, I'm sure. A couple people on here are going to have a lot to say about this game. Chiefs, Jags, Chiefs 17, Jags 9. Anyone want to start? Yeah, I'll get it over with. Um, Hey, Kadarius played a little better, had a hilarious fumble again, but he was playing a little better. Again, takes 8,000 people to tackle him, so that was nice to see. Um, other than that, I kind of brought up the Eric Bieniemy thing already. Just yeah, so five s- catches on five targets for Kadarius, and that's just what we like to say. We do love to see that. Um, yeah, just sloppy on offense still, and not even you know after the ball is snapped. A ton of pre-snap penalties. They did come after Jawan Taylor this week. I think he had like three, if not four, flags on himself. They benched him for almost, like, the entire third quarter and then, like, put him back in, I believe. So they are just – they got to figure it out on offense. But, like, I hate to agree with Nick Wright, but he was saying if you're a Chiefs fan, them having to figure out the passing offense when you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is probably the best problem to have when, as I've brought up already – this is not even – this, I said, was is looking like a top five defense. This may be a top three defense if the teams they've been playing, their offenses are as good as we think. And 
weekly dose of Trent McDuff, the crime dog. Like three passes defended, one in the end zone. You're welcome. Yeah, that kind of just sounds like a coping mechanism for Nick Wright, to be honest, because with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey coming back, you would expect to not have to worry about the passing offense. And the fact that we're here a couple weeks in not looking good, I would say that's more worrisome than a good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, Nick Wright also has... Nick Wright also has like a 20 and 0 tattoo on his arm. So he's in a whole different place. I'm just saying the fact that the defense looks as good as it does. Chris Jones already got a sack. Um, Kelsey's back and it like got a touchdown. Like he's producing right away. Kadarius is. He was a problem working. too. He had, a, he had some penalties. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They need the enemy over there chewing them out. You know, old school, not to sound like grandpa over here, but these young kids need someone in their ear telling them that they ain't shit. And it was also like 125 degrees in Jacksonville, so the dogs were angry for sure. My uh, my only thoughts on the game is Patrick Mahomes is the most criminally overrated athlete in the history of professional sports. Well, that's a topic for another day, but I'd say Derek Jeter takes that. Don't don't even go there with Derek Jeter and me. There's don't, maybe don't someone it maybe someone in a later game we're gonna talk about here soon who's even more overrated than Patrick um, Holmes. No, Miles Garrett is in the conversation, but Mahomes <laughs> takes the cake. Don't worry. I don't spoiler spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah. Dad, do you agree? I don't think that's possible with what he's accomplished, but um, yeah, he's not looking good thus far this year. I'll say that he's been he's been a problem. He's been a problem, but I, I I can't sit here and say he's the most overrated. By accomplishments, do you mean stealing two Super Bowl MVPs? <laughs> no, no, okay. I could care less about the Super Bowl MVPs. I care because he's a thief. Yeah, I'm sure his teammates really care. And his wife is an idiot and his brother is a sexual assaulter. Yeah, that that has nothing to do with him being overrated. (laughs) They're mutually exclusive. I could not disagree more. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence putting up nine points. I don't think that's what Jacksonville wanted to see week two. I think they had high expectations going into this game. 200 yards on 41 attempts with no touchdowns. Chiefs D. Tough. Just tough. Yes. Tough, but also Chiefs D. I can't wait to get to the point in the season. It's borderline already here where I start retweeting myself saying Chiefs D from, like, 2017. <laughs> it's utterly surprising that we haven't reached that point already. I know. It's going to get deep. Haven't reached inception level yet. When yeah, I start retweeting I myself, Twitter. but we've all been there. Yeah, thank God I deleted Twitter. Again? <laughs> yeah. No, he's back. He is back. Um, yeah, next game, Chargers. Titans. Chargers 24, Titans 27. I got nothing. 
I got a lot. We have yeah. we do we have now reached the most overrated player in American sports history, and it's just oh shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> but this is so ridiculous of a statement to say when the Chargers defense has been so fucking horrifically bad when Brandon Staley was supposed to be the defensive wonder child. Like you could fuck right off with the Herbert hate. I will. Give I mean, you- he's a loser. That's at the end of the day, he's a loser. He may be very, very talented, arm talent wise. He's a loser. He's a loser, and nobody gives him a lick of shit for it. Like you brought up earlier, right, Jay? In your defense, you—I know you are more biased towards stats anyway, personally. But like, everybody gives a bunch of shit to Kirk Cousins for like losing in prime time and putting up stats but not winning. Justin Herbert does. Yeah, yeah, not Justin, you. Not you. Justin yeah, Herbert does the same thing, and no one gives him any shit. And I'll give you – I agree with you 100% in that I'm not a Brandon Staley guy and that he's supposed to be a defensive coach and their defense sucks. But he has so many chances to win them games. This very week, they got the ball first in overtime and went three and out and fucking lost to the Titans. Like – He's got to take some accountability at some point. And I know he's shy and nice and doesn't even like need like talk to the media, but he's the second highest paid quarterback ever. And I know the chargers are the chargers, but like they're and two, like they're not even going to make the playoffs. And Josh, you brought this up. Justin Herbert is probably scared to make the playoffs after what happened last year. After he had a four score lead and the defense blew it. Is that what you're referring to? After he didn't do shit. The fact the that you're up 28-0 and can't win, it's tough. Yeah, and he didn't do shit in the second half to go seal it for his team by putting up more points either. When he, he got handed turnovers in extremely favorable field position, too. It's not like he was driving down the field the whole game. Yeah, and again, putting up 28 points in a playoff game should be enough to win. Sometimes it's not in today's pass-happy NFL, which we are currently debunking. Well, it is a defensive league now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but it wasn't I would agree with year. that. <laughs> They're putting in a bunch of rules to favor the offense because they need the help. Yeah, seriously. The offense has been so fucking putrid, so honestly, it's impressive that Justin Herbert scored 28 points in a playoff game, which is 11 more than Mahomes girl did yesterday against the same Jaguars defense. So you can suck on that. Right. And one of them found a way to win, and one of them found a way to lose, despite having a 28-point lead. Yeah, give Justin Herbert the Chiefs defense. The thing is, he'd still find a way to lose, because he's a loser. You can't say that, because he's never had a good defense. He's literally a better He's He's been in games he could have won and has failed to do so. Repeatedly. Enough, (laughs) Enough where it's a pattern. Derek Carr also throw the ball just as good as anyone, especially like on the move. Like he throws some rockets and he he throws very accurate passes. But at the end of the day, repeatedly, he just is like comes up short. And say what you want about Derek. He has been playing not great, especially we'll get to that, like that game later, but. He leads the league in game-winning drives, again, because he was on a bad team. And it's not like he won a ton of games, but he had a ton of game-winning drives where he had opportunities to go get it done, and he did. 
And I don't know how many Herbert has, but I'm sure it's not a lot. Like I'll say this: this this is what will this is what would turn my change my mind on Justin Herbert if they finish this season like five and twelve, and they give him the MVP. If they just stick <laughs> to it that much, where they're just like, it's so not his fault; it's his entire team's fault. He is the most valuable player in this league on a five and twelve team. I'll just completely change. I'll just give up. I'll be like, the media's right. I mean, I'm rooting for that at this point. Staley is 100% gone as well. That's another. Yeah, how soon do you think? I mean, he's already on the hot seat, like 100%. That's all anybody's talking about. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was before the end of the season. But and whether it's a scapegoat or not, I mean, it's just one more thing that's not blaming Justin Herbert or not even not even blaming him, but not giving him any accountability for being like, dude, you are making all this money. You're supposed to be like top five or above in the league talent like you. You got to win some of these games for us, even if this even if the situation isn't great. I didn't see obviously overtime of this game was it similar to when he got the ball last time like he had zero seconds because it looks like he threw attempted three deep passes and missed all three um but i i'm not going to speak on that because i didn't see the throws or anything yeah neither. i didn't watch that was an I didn't, so, so i'd be interested to i'll be interested to see on what his three overtime throws looked like I have one final note on this game and kind of just a question to pose in general, which will tie into a later game. Jay, I want to put you on a hot seat right now and get your thoughts on this. I think Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Right that's, the most ludicrous, that's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. He turned around a shit franchise, took them to the playoffs, won a playoff game, and is now being successful somewhere else on a team that was – deemed to be awful meanwhile justin herbert has had a talented roster and is supposed to be like a top five quarterback and they haven't done shit you are aware that that quote-unquote talented roster has had a complete inability to stay healthy when it comes time to make a playoff push at the end of the season and also let me finish my thought dude they're averaging 29 points a game right now through two weeks. So 0 and 2 is not on the offense. That's and we're not going to agree on this. So there's no sense in continuing to talk in circles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. There's yeah, there is no point because the other offenses are scoring more points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, feel like like Tua is the quarterback of the other offense, and he's scoring more points than that, and then. And, Ryan Tannehill is scoring more points than him, so you can always look at it from that way too. I mean, yeah, it's not like right. it's not like the Titans' defense is you know the best defense in the world. It's not the best in the world, but it's certainly better than the Chargers, and they have a great coach. Yeah, I was laughing at the fact that we're still talking about it. We we can't we can't, we can't keep going praises. in circles. We can't, we can't sing the we can't sing the praises of Mike Vrabel. And then turn around and be like, well, Justin Herbert didn't score enough against. The I didn't bring Titans. up Mike Vrabel. You did. No, I'm saying, but we brought him up in the past is what I'm saying. Just because we didn't bring him up now we, it doesn't mean our opinions change. We all agree Mike Vrabel is a top five coach in the league now. 
I am not disagreeing with you whatsoever that Brandon Staley is a bad coach. What I am saying is, is if Justin Herbert is as good as I'm being told by everybody, including you, he should be able to elevate them above that. Like your buddy old pal Andrew Luck used to do in Indianapolis, and I wasn't even that high on Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is significantly better than Justin Herbert, and he's also significantly better than any current quarterback playing right now. Yes, well, we've seen the best quarterbacks are in the past. (laughs) They're dying Um, breed, period. So on to the next game, Packers-Falcons. Packers 24, Falcons 25. I also didn't get to see too much from this game, so I won't. Lucky I won't you. have too much to say. Yeah, I couldn't care less about this game. Yeah, uh, Bijan, whatever yeah. you want. I've seen some just, clips from Bijan. He's ridiculous. Just hit me up, whatever you want. I'll do it. No charge. Just okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, His first step is insane. This everything is insane. Fair. Well, after that conversation surrounding that excellent game, we'll move on to Seahawks Lions. Seahawks thirty seven, Lions thirty one. That was a heartbreaker. Ooh, Jer Bear throwing a pick six at home. That can't happen. Especially when he played an otherwise like perfect game. Yeah, the play itself, um, it wasn't like just a, a bad read where he just made a really dumb throw. I think his arm got hit, which is what caused it. So, again, kind of like that's not on him. They capitalized. Went into overtime, too. Like, they kept it close even when they fell down, rallied back. But I think, didn't the Seahawks just go right down and score opening drive? Which yeah, that, makes the Chiefs offense look not great either, side note. But, yeah. That's what I want to hear about mostly is how you guys reacted to Geno Smith having a really good game. Yeah, I knew I had to face this music. I do think it's a little bit of I, – I still am not sold. The Seahawks and Lions, when they get together, a lot of points just happen. Uh, I think they played last week also like week two or somewhere in the early parts of the season, and the finals like 48 to 45. So it definitely sucks happening right after I – took a parade around their week one performance, but I think things will level back out and Gino will be Gino. Yeah. But he did play really well. I mean, he got the ball first in overtime, marched right down the field and scored like some other quarterbacks couldn't do this week. So that's definitely very impressive. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say the Lions defense is the 85 bears. So I'm not going to be like, Oh, Gino is, you know, just what he was last year. I told you so kind of thing. But he did play well, and there is, you know, something to be said for that. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I didn't get to see too much, and I hate going off of stat lines because it doesn't tell the whole story, but his stat line was pretty insane. Zero turnovers, like eight, uh, eight or nine incompletions and 300-plus yards. Yeah, the Jared turnover was pretty much the difference in the game. And again, you knew it was going to be a shootout. So the fact that their defense got them a free seven points is obviously the big difference. And their defense not being great. 
I definitely didn't think it was going to be a shootout considering both of the Seahawks tackles were out and the fact that Hutchinson and friends could not even get near Geno Smith all day was an issue. Yeah, I'd honestly say I'm, I would be disingenuous to say I am surprised it was a shootout. I thought the Lions were going to stomp all over the Seahawks, if we're being quite frank. But I think Montgomery's out, so we'll get the Jameer Gibbs show finally. Yeah, tough week for him. I think he had like two yards per carry. So, Admittedly, of course, as well, wanted the Lions to win. But, I mean, I wasn't as anti-Seahawks as you, more so indifferent, just thinking people were going a little crazy on them. But I am a Tyler Lockett guy, so we like to see him still just getting in the end zone as much as possible. He finds a fucking way, that's for sure. But yeah, tough loss for the Lions. I think they'll be okay as well, though. Still, still, all things considered, we'll get to the other game shortly. But I still think the uh, Lions and the Packers are definitely going to be the best two teams in that division. That's what I'm saying a lot. All right, next game, Colts-Texans. Colts 31, Texans 20. Get ready for the Gardner suck fest. I'll start out with a question, <laughs> and I want you to take this like kind of the right way. It's meant to be a compliment, but would you say that Gardner is easily, without a doubt, the best backup quarterback in NFL history, or would you say that he's still 100% deserves to be a starter somewhere with obviously how bad everyone is currently playing well he's definitely not the best backup ever i would say that's probably someone like steve young or alex smith i wouldn't count i wouldn't count them as back (laughs) though like were they like i'm saying someone who was like borderline a career backup steve young was a backup for like seven years aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is back up for four years. No, I get what you're saying. Someone who, like, never really had a chance at a starting job, even though he did have a chance at a starting job. And should have won it. Wasn't he a starter? Wasn't he the starter for, like, the entire season before Trevor Lawrence? He, He won like six or seven games with great stats the the year they were supposed to be tanking for something they went they went no they they won one game and it was just the first game oh okay 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 maybe i'm thinking they started out one and oh and then didn't win another game yeah they had to tell him to cool it down (laughs) like we're trying to tank and he was like fine but yeah anthony richardson is a rushing monster but gardner is so good. So I'm hyped. He's going to get to start some games. Josh, we may need him in fantasy. Yeah. We, may to, we may need to bench Mahomes for. You want to talk? Yeah, you want to talk about fantasy looking poor? <laughs> the boys cannot put it together. I got my fucking dick kicked in. Yes, yeah, same. I think we <laughs> lost by like 55. I the lost one. by 100. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally went against, like, the most perfect lineup for week two, and I put up, like, 89 points. It was awesome. Hey, didn't Drake London get in the end zone, at least? Your boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that league, I'm 2-0. God, we love that. Uh, Yeah, the Texans are still figuring it out, needless to say. CJ Stroud 
did throw for like what, like 360 yards, and I think he didn't turn it over. So I guess that's kind of impressive. Obviously, yeah, t- Tank Dell getting some garbage time looks. There it is. Yeah, I mean, CJ Stroud threw for almost 400 yards, but they only scored 20 points and lost to the Colts by double digits. So I don't know exactly what that means. Will the ultimate fantasy flex for us next week is to be to win a game with Gardner Minshew and Tank Dell in the starting line? <laughs> the sad thing is that'll be our optimal lineup. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving on. Anything else to say? Well, how about this? Should the Jets try to get Gardner Minshew? Is he better than Zach Wilson? They would go back to Super Bowl favorites if they got <laughs> Gardner Minshew or Jameis. Jay? What's up? Sorry, my AirPods died. Oh, uh... Should the Jets try to get Gardner Minshew or should they continue to roll with Zach Wilson as a Zach Wilson guy? No, because Aaron Rodgers said he got an innovative surgery back for the playoffs. And yeah, he's also he's I also listening believe- to Dolphins fuck. That's helping a ton. <laughs> I was gonna say his he's psychic his psychic powers have become so strong, he's just gonna heal himself somehow <laughs> mentally. He's just gonna force his own cells to regrow because he has 100% of his brain power unlike the rest of us who only have 10 I also have 100 I would think it would be pretty funny if he's saying all this and then just like never plays it down a football again like he just that's can't he just can't heal from it that's 100% on the table which is the best part <laughs> like he just missed the playoffs, so he doesn't really get a chance to come back this season. Then he decides that he's had enough in the off season via another darkness retreat, ideally. Yeah, darkness retreat. <laughs> All right, and maybe in maybe the quarterback clinic of the century, we got Bears Bucks. Ooh, Bucks Bucks twenty seven, Bears seventeen. Where are my Baker Mayfield haters at? Not here. Tough two weeks. I also just want it on the record that I have been a Baker guy. Not not as outspoken as Jay, but I have been a Baker guy from day one. I mean, I'm officially on the record saying Baker is better than Justin Herbert. So I don't know how much more Baker you can get. (laughs) I mean, he might be the best quarterback in the league through two weeks. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're going off nothing historically, just the first two weeks of the season, he might be the best. Who is the, if we're going off. Tampa, and what was, what was the title of our podcast last week? Is Baker Mayfield elite? Yeah, we were right. Yeah. I mean, we like were, I said, it is also, just, if we are going off, like, body of work he's still the best quarterback in the league so better than justin herbert not an asinine statement after all (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's definitely impressive who would have also thought the nfc south would have three two and oh teams after two weeks everybody saw that coming is that the best division in football it might be (laughs) Shout out me, Panthers, the 0-2 team. 
in that division. <laughs> I was going to say somehow the Panthers' offense has lost the nuclear arms race and has just <laughs> not figured it out yet. <laughs> They've seemingly holstered them for now. <laughs> I know, but it's it could be there. Their hand is still on the button. Yeah, they're wearing us off. Their hand is on the nuclear codes as we speak. They're just waiting for the right time. Yeah, they're in Mar-a-Lago right now with Trump. <laughs> uh, and on the other side of this game, favorite dark horse MVP candidate Justin Fields <laughs> has uh, lit up the scoreboards thus far. <laughs> Into the 2023 campaign. I'll uh, open this up with a question as well. Are the Bears the worst team in the NFL? No. Because let's like, yes, the Texans and the Cardinals and other teams and the Steelers are bad, are, are bad <laughs> and are winless, but they're also expected to be bad. Again, with MVP candidate Justin Fields, people were expecting to the Bears to make the playoffs, maybe win the division, at least be an above 500 team this year, show improvement, and they look terrible. Justin Fields looks terrible. Yeah. And the thing is, 0-2, like, it's, it's early. You could say that, like, teams have turned it around from 0-2 before. But I mean, they have played the the Packers and the Bucks, and not saying either of those teams are horrible, but they're like middle of the road to slightly above teams, and they're just not even close. They're not they even in a, the game. They have a defensive coach, and the defense is also terrible. It sounds like a team I know. So they're just in a tough spot. <laughs> but hey. They could be looking at Caleb Williams, start a new regime. No way. He's Justin coming. Fields is not the guy. Caleb Williams is coming to Pittsburgh. Oh, it, Lord. The Steelers may already have too many wins to get Caleb Williams. <laughs> 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 yeah, TJ Watt will not allow the Steelers to tank. Which me off. All right, so I guess we'll move on to, I think that was the last game of the 1 o'clock window. Um, so I really didn't get to see any of these next few games. But um, Giants-Cardinals, Giants 31, Cardinals 28. For a second there, it was looking like the Giants just may never score a point in the NFL ever again. <laughs> I think they went down 20-0 to zero to the Cardinals. I think it was 28. <laughs> they, oh, they, they did 31 unanswered. I think it was twenty. It was twenty-one, and then it was twenty-eight to seven. Oh yeah, twenty-eight to seven. But uh, God, the that frisky Ugh. Cardinals defense. The the Cardinals are almost doing that thing where they're like playing hard to prove that they can play well, and then they're like, "Just kidding, just kidding. We 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 do want to tank." But I don't know. I mean, their defense is flying around. The Giants woke up when they started shockingly throwing the ball to Jalen Hyatt. They should definitely start doing that more. But uh, yeah, two catches I, for 89 yards. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, have a lot to say on this game. I don't really give a shit about either of these teams. I still don't think the Giants are going to be good. Saquon is hurt now, so uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that stings. You okay over there, bud? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on. Did you guys hear me take a leak? You heard everything. 
<laughs> yeah, I had, had to take a tinkle. <laughs> Anything on the Giants-Cardinals game or could care Dan, less? Dan Jones. <laughs> um, outside of Dan Jones. I have to give Jonathan Gannon some credit. I mean, through two weeks, the Cardinals, if nothing else, they're playing hard. You know, they – like they're trying to win these games. I don't think the talent obviously is enough, but like <clears throat> in terms of effort and playing hard, that they, they are doing it, which I did not expect given all of the fucking like uh, locker room shit they saw. We saw of Jonathan Gannon, the most like the least motivating head yeah. coach maybe of all time. It's seemingly they just did him really dirty on those clips because I don't think a team coached by a guy like that is fighting this hard week in and week out with the roster they have. Yeah. And then you also look at like, look at how the Eagles defense has played in the last few years, like under him. So uh, there's definitely something to be said for him. At the end of the day, he still did those things, but um, the clips may not have painted the whole story. Agreed. Uh, Here's a hypothetical, and in this hypothetical, Aaron Rodgers takes a regular amount of time to heal from an Achilles injury. Should the Jets trade for Kyler Murray? No, he sucks. I mean... Is he better than Zach Wilson? Barely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough said then. Um, Next game, 49ers-Rams. 49ers 30, Rams 23. Um, I think Purdy has proved that he is not going to turn back into a pumpkin, Jay. And although he did miss some throws this week, he did prove that he was not going to be perfect for the rest of his career. That's for fucking sure. Rams played hard, though. I mean, got to give – I know Stafford – uh, through some picks, but I mean, Stafford and McVay are just still, I, I feel like even in this loss, proving everybody wrong with the fact that the Rams need respect as long as those two are there. Yeah, I think all the people that said the Rams are going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year just haven't been paying attention. I mean, Stat Mafford, what do you expect? Yeah. 49ers are damn good, though. Easily top three, if not top two, or one team in the NFC. I also still just have no idea what turning into a pumpkin means. We can't go over this again? No. <laughs> Regardless, he he's not doing it, so it's irrelevant. Yeah, and you, you can't keep doing this. He can't keep doing it. All right, so the next game, Jets-Cowboys. Jets 10, Cowboys 30. Uh, yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see like a single play from this game. I saw too much of it. I actually saw one play, and <laughs> it may have come from the best player in the NFL, Micah Parsons. Was it, it Mathis? He's an absolute <laughs> freak of nature. Maybe the best luck. defensive player in the game right now. Um, but, uh, do you want me to quit the podcast? I will. <laughs> I would not hate it. Two sacks, three tackles for loss, four QB hits. He was flying around. That's cute. <laughs> um, 
some positive things about the Jets to say. Garrett Wilson's touchdown was sick. Um, when the game was tied, a typical me move right out of my bag. Sauce dropped a pick six. So that was right in his hands. So that right. could have been big to keep the game close. But other than that, again, Cowboys are a top team in the NFC. What Jets, was Garrett Wilson's touchdown like? Um. It was a great throw by Zach in the middle of the field, hit him directly in stride, and he was just able just to take off and outrun the defense. Like a like a like a deep slant that he took the rest of the way or something. Yeah, it yeah, was an in breaking route, have, but it was like a twenty-five yard laser right in stride. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily. I wouldn't call it a true post, but I, it was definitely deeper than a slant. Oh, okay, and then kind of just cooked everyone. Yeah, oh yeah, he yeah. more than everybody. <laughs> I love that. It was also it was kind of n- not that similar, Josh. But if you watched the game that we'll get to later, it was kind of like Pickens' touchdown almost. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Covered, but, but he was actually here. being covered by humans, so it was a better throw. Fair. You know, it was definitely it was probably his best throw of the season, or ever, baby. That's- <laughs> That's a real thing. I mean, is that good of a throw? And he has struggled. I'll, I'll say it. I'm a well, he did have that. He did have that one throw in shorts before being drafted. I mean, throws in shorts are all that matter to me. Yeah, a real sport, flag football. Amen. It's better than watching this. Um, Dolphins, Patriots. Dolphins twenty four, Patriots seventeen. I did. I was able to catch a little bit of this game. Um, my thoughts on this game would be if the Patriots can stop spotting teams, double digits, they could be a threat. I agree on Patriot. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, I said, I'm all in on Tua. Um, I've seen enough. I know a lot of it is scheme and weapons, but I mean, you see some of these throws that he's making, you know, anticipatory throws. Guys aren't even out of their breaks yet, and he's letting it go and hitting them perfectly in stride. Like, he's been super impressive. Um, I love his game, and I love, like, his personality, honestly. Like, the shit he says in the press conference where he's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, or he's like, yeah, Ryan Clark, keep my fucking name out of your mouth. I love that. Yeah, this team's really fast. Mostert's a freak of nature as well. Yeah. And, and Mike McDaniel has these guys cooking. Mostert might be the fastest one. I know, like, I think he still has the fastest top speed clocked since they started doing it. Yeah, maybe Daniel Jones beat him, but that's it. I mean, Dan Jones in a league of his own. Daniel Vick, a.k.a. Lamar Who. A.K.A. <laughs> A.K.A. Jason Hill. <laughs> yeah, don't get, can we circle back to the Saints game? We'll get there. We haven't we haven't gotten to the Saints game yet, so we cannot um, circle back to it. Oh, that's right. That was last night. I was sorry. I was too busy trying to block out what happened last night. <laughs> what um? Yeah, shit. Honestly, what game were we on? <laughs> Dolphins, Patriots, <laughs> Tua. Um, yeah, Tua. Mike McDaniel is a I'd G. Be comfortable saying a G and a very good coach. 
Uh, so give him. Yeah, I thought I was going to hate him, but I kind of like him a lot. Also, I'm going to sit up, stand up here and defend Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien. I feel like they're playing pretty well. They're just, again, doing the most unpatriot things and just turning the ball over and spotting other teams' points when otherwise they're a, dare I say, good-looking 0-2. Like, they could have and should have possibly beat the Eagles, and they were in this game the whole time and, again, threw it away with a key turnover. So... And that's not to take away from the Dolphins. I do think the Dolphins are for real as long as Tua stays healthy. Um, but I think yeah, the Dolphins think have won th- half of their games already. Yeah, I'm sticking to the four-win total for the Dolphins through two weeks. So should we go to Monday night? Do we have Maybe to? the best night of football the world has ever seen. Do we have to? We'll start with the Saints and Panthers. Saints 20, Panthers 17. That says it all pretty much. Anyone? Um, Derek didn't play great. We'll admit that. He did make some good throws later. Um, Warren Sharp is a fucking nerd and a hater now. And uh, was packing on him all night on Twitter, which was annoying, even though he has been bad in the red zone. Wouldn't give him any credit for good throws. And just Warren Sharp is also an analytics pussy now to the point where it's just beyond ridiculous. So other than that, again, we, we've already kind of alluded to the Panthers offense situation where they are... The Geneva Convention has decided to spare humanity. So we'll see if they get hot. But Yeah, they're ready that, to strike at any moment. I mean... The, the, the Saints are a pretty unimpressive 2-0. I think getting Kamara back will help their run game a lot and obviously have more possibility for explosive checkdown plays with him running after the catch, so... We'll see, but again, NFC South, tough division right now. Um, Taysom Hill has a 100% completion percentage, and he also ran for 75 yards on nine carries last night. So far and away, they're leading rusher and clearly the better quarterback on their team. Uh, Should be the starter. That's really all I have on this game. He should probably be the starting running back at this point. He should probably be the starting quarterback for the Panthers. (laughs) Or the Steelers. (laughs) Well, the moment we've all been waiting for. (laughs) Um, Brown Steelers. Browns 22, Steelers 26. And one of the more high-powered offensive games we've seen around the league. (laughs) Do we need the soundbite? I mean, 48 total points. They had, a, had to be an offensive shootout. Do we need the soundbite? Yes. Bring on the soundbite. Please. I'll be quick. No, please play the whole, the whole 10 minute scene. I can't <laughs> play the Just whole Just play thing. the entire movie. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Bring it. Identify yourselves to the world. Dr. Ed Potter, nuclear physicist. Dad, plane crash on an agency floor. 
I mean, yeah, that was just, I wish I was Dr. Pavel last night. <laughs> I felt like him watching that fucking game. All right, Jay. So Steelers creep out with a win as a positive. I will say okay. good formula. If they, if the Steelers can score two defensive touchdowns per game for the rest of the season, they have a realistic shot at being above 500. But how are we feeling about Kenny, Dr. Pavel Pickett? I have a lot to say about this game. Um, I'm going to lead off with this. I want to shout out Miles Garrett for a super impressive one-tackle performance. Um, As expected, you know, clearly the far and away best edge player in the NFL. Uh, Super impressive against a bad offensive line. So shout out him. Now on to the Steelers. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that the defense scoring more points than the offense is not sustainable. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there now. Um, not sustainable in what way? Because I do believe it's a very good possibility through the remainder of the season that the Steelers' defense outscores their offense. Oh, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm saying sustainable in terms of winning games. Yeah. Um, that may be true. Uh, it's pretty sad that, you know, the thing I'm most pumped up about from last night is Chris Boswell looks dialed in. I mean, every <laughs> kick was right down the fucking <laughs> two fifty yarders. I mean, I, I, I was loving that. Um, the defense, obviously, I don't really need to say much. I mean, the tackling was piss poor. The defense obviously didn't even play well, in my opinion. Um, they just got lucky that they had to play that rapist. Um, who will not be named because he fucking sucks and is gay and weird. Um, I also want to shout out Gunnar Olszewski or whatever the fuck that stupid idiot's name is. Um, Supposed all-pro return man, not knowing the fucking rules. Um, That was pretty fucking sick. And then that idiot getting his fucking... (laughs) getting his head taken off and fumbling. That was pretty sick. Um... So, yeah, offense, pretty pretty horrific. Um, the Fire Canada chants were loud and proud last night at Heinz Field. Or Acre Short, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, so that was pretty sick. Kenny Pickett. Is, is, I don't think, I don't think it's possible to play the quarterback position worse than he has through two weeks. He threw one pick last night and it easily could have been three. Like the one that it looked like he was trying to throw away, but he also just kind of threw it directly to McLeod. Thank fuck he dropped it. But like, dude, what are we looking at here? Um, the uh, offensive line is still terrible despite all the resources invested in it. Um, we had two rushing yards at halftime. Probably not great. Uh, let's see. What else? What else was terrible? 
Minka Fitzpatrick got sent to the hospital, but he should be fine, which is, thank fuck. They got a gift. I, I thought the game was going to go so much differently. So, so much different. Whatever the fuck. Uh, after the opening pick six, I was like, all right, this is like meant to be. We're, you know, this is a get right game. We're going to kick the fuck out of them. Boy, was I wrong. Um, oh, I haven't even touched on this yet. The biggest storyline of the game, obviously, is Nick Chubb. Dude, that was fucking terrible to see. He's a great dude, great player. It might be a career ender, honestly. It's that gruesome and that bad. Did you actually see it? I didn't get to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I dude. saw it. I saw it on Twitter. I, I, I saw I the like, slow-mo. I, I have a screenshot if you want it. I kind of do just because I haven't seen it. And, like, I got on Twitter too late when people already, like, I could only see the very high up top angle. Also, didn't – isn't that the play Minka got hurt on? Like, he literally got hurt destroying Nick Chubb's leg. No, he got hurt later. Oh. Or he was, like, at least slow to get up on that play. Josh sent the screenshot. I just texted the slow-mo side view. Oh, Jesus. As someone who... Oh, yeah, watch the slow-mo video. That'll put it into perspective. And thank Adopt yourself before saying as someone that tore something because you literally tore it playing flag and touch football. Yeah, way harder than the NFL. <laughs> and also on plagues where I was both making NFL level contact with somebody. <laughs> I can't uh, stop watching it. God, ow. Yeah, ow. it's really not. I mean, he hit him fucking hard. And Minka is like, he flies like a bat out of hell. The moral yeah. of this story that uh, at least I've seen come out of this is that playing with too much rest is dangerous and Thursday night football playing with not enough rest is dangerous. So we should probably just not play any more NFL games I do due, want to, to point, due to players getting injured. I do want to point out a couple more things. Uh, TJ Watt became the all-time leader uh, for the Steelers in sacks last night, which is absurd considering he's not even close to 30 yet. Um, and also, it's pretty pathetic that Pat Fryermuth, Calvin Austin are on the stat sheet for tackles. Um, so that's how piss poor the team played last night. Um, they're probably the worst coach team in the NFL, I would say. Between special teams guy not knowing the fucking rules, between the defense, <laughs> despite being one of the only teams that still does full pad, like hitting in practice, still has no fucking idea how to tackle. And the offense, need I fucking say more, two yards rushing at half. Pickett looks like he's has no idea how to throw football. Um, and the game plan is just high school level. So, and Mike Tomlin also is still somehow so criminally bad at challenges. I, his success rate on throwing the challenge flag has to be below 10%. It has to be single digits. I mean, Jesus Christ, some of these are so blatant catches, like the one, the Cooper catch last night on the sideline. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you looking at? I think they said on the broadcast, like, Oh, yeah, Buck, Buck, and, Aikman, Buck and Aikman did everything they could to not be like, what a fucking moron. <laughs> well, Speaking no, no, of challenge like, flags, did you see Bill Belichick spike the challenge <laughs> flag right at the ref's fucking, like, kneecaps? <laughs> That was one of the few, like, bright lights of this past weekend of football. <laughs> King Steak Kings. 
Yeah, I think Mike Tomlin now with that, they said is O for his last six on challenges. That honestly seems way too low. I mean, so is Mike Tomlin like, on the hot seat? Honestly, like at this point, if they hire like Lincoln Riley, I'd be for it. Is this are you are you officially claiming Jay through two weeks right now? Quote unquote, everything's on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is always on the table. I have a way. question. I have a question. Are we putting that out there? <laughs> Should Kenny Pickett take off one of his gloves? No. Okay. That that's not going to help anything at this point. No, because he already has come out and said multiple times like he feels the ball better with the glove on. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't know what it's supposed to feel like. No, he it's it's something he started doing in college. Um. Yeah, yeah final... but maybe he doesn't know what it's supposed to feel like. I think he knows. Final question, just to bring it back to the other side. Does Deshaun Watson just enjoy getting sacked? Because there are some times where he is just back there for like eight seconds. And don't get me wrong, the Steelers' D-line played great. That's not an indictment on them. But Deshaun Watson is the king of just getting himself sacked when he has at least three-plus seconds of protection, if not double that. Well, also shout out him for being a quarterback and getting multiple unnecessary roughness calls. Yeah. What did he do? I didn't see that. He had two egregious face masks. While while running with the ball, like as a ball carrier? As a ball carrier, and one of which, so Nick Herbig was about to have a sack, but uh, he literally tried to rip his fucking head off. And then earlier in the game, uh, Quan Alexander went to like push him out of bounds. And it was like it was a clean play. He didn't like do anything bad, but Deshaun Watson just grabbed him by the face mask and just like threw him across the sideline. Hey, he's playing tough at least. He's playing like a fucking bitch. Yeah, how long does he need to play like this before people start thinking that he has a chance to throw for five thousand yards again? Yeah, I honestly wish Herbig would have broke his fucking arm last night and told him to go get a massage after. That would have well, been like, my dream. The good news is somebody watched that game of football, watched Deshaun Watson play quarterback, and then try to trade him to me for Stefan Diggs straight up in a fantasy football league. <laughs> <laughs> like just completely insulting my intelligence, I assume. Did, uh, I guess one last question. Did he play better than Kenny Pickett though? Um, no, I think they kind of canceled each other out. It wouldn't even be fair to say one of them played better than anything because they were just yeah, both so bad. They were both they were both so bad that it's like you can't even compare. Because at you, least you, Pick has at least Pickett has the excuse of being like we cannot fucking run the ball, so we're constantly in like obvious passing situation like before Chubb got hurt they were av- I mean they ended up averaging almost six yards a carry they ran for like 200 yards last night and Deshaun Watson still struggled to get to 50 percent completion so like he he was fucking horrific yeah I mean the play calling is bad and the offensive line is bad but I don't think that means Kenny Pickett isn't bad either yeah no I'm not, I'm not saying that at all but like there's he has somewhat of an argument where Watson has zero. <laughs> no excuses, so I, I, people are saying. Yeah, I still <laughs> think they just played a bad game. Josh, I, 
check the presses I, are people saying Deshaun Watson has no excuses this year. People have said that. <laughs> Expectations are high. Excuses are low. It's supply and demand. The quarterback tier list I just sent you guys is fucking hilarious. Is it uh if anyone other than Baker Mayfield is at the top, it's as stupid as list. <laughs> I love this thing gets in the good game. <laughs> top tier. I just like that Kirk Cousins is on the list twice. And that there's a Carson Wentz tier. Dude, the Jets should call one with Kyler. Like, so shrunken. <laughs> just the missing Jets, and there's just an actual Jet. <laughs> All right, well, I think that about does it for this week. Any final comments, statements? I miss Ben Roethlisberger more than anything. Chiefs D. <laughs>